With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Rebel Edition, your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey Rausch. I am a contributor and board member for Outlet Pass covering the WNBA and MNBA. With me today, I, I, we're having a little bit of a special episode this time. Chris and Bailey are not here. Uh, with the last day of the regular season tomorrow, I decided to kind of get ahead of my Connecticut Sun playoff preview. I know it's not official yet, but all signs point to me and my team hosting the team that I like to make fun of the most in the Dallas Wings. And while I'm typically not a fan of watching the Dallas Wings, there are two things that are positive about that. One of them is something we'll get into. And the other is that I get to talk to Kadeem. Kadeem, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm you know, glad to be back. And the Wings, you know, went on a little tear. And I was like, oh, I'm glad I, you know, got my tickets this year. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a fun year to be a fan, or fan or spectator, or whatever. I don't know what you want to call yourself. That I know last time you said you don't exactly love the team, but you love going to the games. So, um, yeah, it's the, especially like the the post All Star run has been a lot of fun. Um, I, I know that I've made a lot of jokes at Enrique's expense, but with her being out, I feel like the team has clicked in a different way. And I don't know if that's necessarily because of her or because with Tierra McCowan moving into the starting lineup or what have you. It just seems like everything's working a little bit better. There's always a little bit of mess. It wouldn't be the Dallas Wings if there wasn't a little bit of mess, but that's part of the fun, right? So yeah. uh, before, before getting into the matchup, just kind of talk about like the run that has been the, the like later half of the season. So at this point, I pretty much would consider myself a fan. I got season tickets. They're like right there. They all signed my shirt. So, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. Um so, like I have been saying, I think for me, and the reason we've kind of gone on this run is because two of our players who are the most ball-dominant players have not been playing, and I will tell everybody this, I feel like the reason they've been so they've been playing so well is because we don't have Satu and Enrique, and it's not because they're terrible players, but VJ has not really figured out how to utilize their strengths in the best way to help the team. And so without them, we've been playing a lot of team ball. Tierra's finally gotten her chance to like really be dominant in the post, especially against Vegas. And for that game, even though I am ride or die aces, I feel like she got her revenge on Asia for busting her all throughout college finally. So that was nice to see Big T kind of, you know, grow and get her shine that she has been. So I think that's been the biggest contributor to their streak is just, a lot of team ball. Kayla Thornton also has been a huge part in that because she's been on a huge offensive streak recently. Like everybody knows she's a huge leader on defense, energy, 
Um, you saw the energy last night against the Mercury, <laughs> but she's been a huge offensive um, strength for us in that streak as well. So that's been really great to see. And I love that for her. Yeah, I think like I, I like the Tierra McCowan trade when they made it during the offseason. And I know that last time we had Joan, she hadn't moved into the starting lineup yet. And we were, the fit was weird, right? Because you're a franchise that had Izzy Harrison, you have the former number one and two picks from just last year. So it felt like a, a very clog center mm-hmm. position. But you can just tell since like over the last like 15 games or so. So since she moved into the starting lineup, she has 14 starts so far. It, it's a totally different team that you're seeing and I think that having the, the playmakers that you have right now without as you said the ball stopping really accentuates what she's able to do on offense and has turned them into one of the most challenging offensive teams to play it's, it's a different kind of animal because they've always been a good offense whether it be like I say negative things about Enrique not because I necessarily think it's I'm not going to sit here and say it's bad basketball it's just not my kind of basketball so that's always been my issue right it's that I, I don't like the, the, the ISO heavy game Mm-hmm. So I've liked the way they're playing more, but they've been a pretty elite offense for the last year or two. And I think that this year you're seeing a different dynamic of that, right? Since Arike has gone out, you've seen Ty Harris find her own a little bit and like kind of get a little bit more comfortable. You've seen Alicia Gray basically being the one that's running the team, which I think is a huge boon for this squad. And then you're seeing, like I said, the dominance of McCowan Thornton kind of showing out a little bit. It's a bummer to me because Satu is one of my favorite players in the league. And it, it, like it, like I said it on the podcast the other day, because I was watching the Wings game and they were talking about how they were missing their top two players. And I was like, who are the top top two? I know Enrique is not. And I like I, I had totally forgotten about Satu Sabli. And that's someone who got me into the league. So it's crazy to think because she's just never there. And when she is there, Vicky does not quite, like you said, figuring out. She's a, she's a little bit of a tough player to figure out anyway, just based mm-hmm. on the style of her game. And uh, I would not call Vicky Johnson an elite tactician. So the, the mixture of those two things kind of in that and then the weirdness of the roster. But I mean, right now they're, they're dangerous. I, I joked whenever Enrique got hurt that her being out of the first round of the, of the playoffs made me a little bit more nervous for my Connecticut son. And some of that was tongue, tongue in cheek because my favorite thing to do is take shots at Enrique. But honestly, this team is playing at, at, at a level that, I've always kind of rolled my eyes when people say, oh, Dallas is there. Dallas is this team that people have to watch out for. That They're, they're the next up-and-coming thing. But right now, I kind of see it. Yeah, like this is – because we all know every, like, top-tier W team plays through the post. Yes. And for Dallas, they've always had a Rike, and they've never quite figured out exactly how to play through the post. And so I think this streak has really helped them figure that out. Now they just have to make sure – that the guards are playing well and the post plays well on the same night. And we saw that with those streaks when both sides are clicking like that is honestly one of the best teams in the league because they have the elites on both sides, but their issue is their consistency. And we saw that with these past two games because it was very much, Oh, we made the playoffs girl. I don't care anymore because it just went downhill. And so that kind of mindset is honestly For me, I feel like that comes from the coach. Like, you need to be really digging into them because you're going in the playoffs and you're not playing a cupcake team. Like, there's a good chance you're going to be playing the Sun who have been there before. They still want their chip. And if you don't come out with the right energy, it is going to be a disaster. Mm -hmm. 
And the Wings have fared well against the Sun this year. They've they've won two out of the three games. But it's it's tough to really look at those games as any kind of indicator for what we're going to see in this series. Because, I mean, obviously, Arike was the leading scorer. She played in all three games. She averaged 17 points per game uh, and hit 35% for three. So, like, like a little bit more efficient than we're typically used to from yeah. Arike. But then the other thing that really stands out to me is back in the three games, Tier McKellen only averaged 15.3 minutes per game. Like, that's just – that's not what this team is anymore. Like she was get like saw two played in, in three of the games. Uh, Izzy Harrison got more minutes than than Tierra McCowan. So I, I don't know. And, and another thing that we, we haven't really touched on, but I think is something to keep an eye on is Veronica Burton only averaged five minutes per game. I know I don't know that she'll get a ton of minutes, but you're seeing her come along too as the season goes on. So I, I it's 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 rare that you see a team kind of change this much over a season. So that I can't really take anything. Like it's not like if they were playing Vegas or if they were playing Chicago, where we've seen them play with this like newer version of the team, I could take something from the matchup. We really haven't. And without a team making a trade mid-season to see this kind of a change in the matchup is, is, is pretty interesting. And it makes me look forward to, like if I was going to be objective and not be rooting for my team, I, I would be fascinated to see what could happen with this series. For me, I'm like, that would be the most Corey thing. Other than like last year, whenever I talked so much bad about Chicago and then they won the title, for me to talk this bad about Dallas, for my team to then lose Dallas in the first round, that would be very that would be poetic justice. But um, yeah, what are you looking for? Like, what matchup or trend or what? What are you looking forward to most going into this series? Um, well, number one, Dallas is a six seed. Last year, six seed one. But let me stop because I know they're not about to win the chip. Anywho, but the biggest thing for me is definitely going to be the post play with Dallas because we all know if there's anything about Connecticut is that they're going to bully you and they I don't want to say they're going to frustrate Big T but they probably definitely will because you have and it's honestly it's probably not even gonna be JJ it's probably gonna be AT yeah because like DB is not really the she's not really one who's gonna bang in the post like that with Tierra but like JJ is gonna bother her a lot AT she's gonna get in the mix somehow some way anyway but, like, that's my biggest concern is because Dallas has a lot of tall players, but they're not the – I don't want to call them marshmallows, but they're not the ones who really bang in the post like that. No. And, like, you have a walk who's almost never in the post. Izzy does what she can do, but when she she's going to get bullied. So I really wonder what VJ's game plan is going to be for that because if you don't have that post play, you're not going to win. So it's how is she going to prepare the team – to really handle the pressure and force it is Connecticut. The guards, I'm not as too concerned with the guards because Tisha's great, but Tisha's kind of small, so she'll probably get bullied anyway. Carrington, I feel like, can be a problem, but that's if Kurt plays her. And then they have Odyssey Sims, which is really good for their guard play because they definitely needed somebody who I probably see her going on Marina because Marina's just probably going to bully Tish. So I definitely think adding Odyssey really adds another wrench into the plan as far as what Dallas is going to game plan against. But like you said, it's rare that a team changes so much between having playing this opponent early on in the season to now. So I'll just watch and, you know, hope for the best. I can't take um, VJ's clipboard. So I'm going to really hope for the best for this one. But there's a lot of planning she needs to do, and I hope she does it well. Yeah, what really like the thing that gives me the most confidence in this matchup is is Dallas's defense, which is to say, 
uh, it doesn't quite exist. And that's like, I, I think that like they, they are still like a top tier offense, but somehow even over the last 15 games where it seems like there's been this revolution, they still have a negative net rating, which is wild to me. Like that just shows you how bad the defense is because of how, like with how good they've looked on offense for them to still end up being, even though it's just slightly negative at, at 0.7 per hundred possessions. That's still like, that's crazy. Whereas like Connecticut, it has been over the last 15 games, they actually had the most wins. They have a, a plus 10.5 net rating. I think that they're kind of flying under the radar for a lot of people where you're looking at the Vegas's of the world or Seattle having some, some big blowout wins and in, in line to Sue getting back into the playoffs for her final ride, or just making Sue the, the story as they always tend to do. Um, or Chicago, like the defending champions, all of that, like you, the, those are the focal points right now. And while I'm, I'm not necessarily saying, I think Connecticut, is going to win the title because I don't, I still think that the top two teams are probably better than them. They're clicking at the right time. And some of that is, it's not the same way and it's kind of gone back further than Dallas has, but some of that has been figuring out that identity all season long, right? It it started off at the beginning of the season where it was JJ was the MVP last year. JJ is arguably one of the top three players in the league. We have to build around JJ. And as the season has gone on, Alyssa Thomas has been one of the most dependable players in the league. Mm-hmm. it's it's never going to be a huge scoring total she's like i think fifth or sixth on the team in usage rate but she just does everything and i know the the, the engine nickname has gotten some mockery because it's kind of a terrible nickname but if it fits it fits and when she's out there they are a different team she's had to play multiple roles because of i mean losing brianne january in the offseason and uh, losing uh, Jasmine Thomas to the injury early in the season. You're losing, like, what made this team an elite defense last year was their point of attack defense, and then you had so many big bodies to throw at people down low. That point of attack defense is not the same this year, and they're still able to thrive on that side of the ball because of just effort. Like, it, 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 it's it's that simple as they just – Alyssa Thomas is a bother at all times, and I, I like, I can just see a world where she is driving into Tierra McCowan on offense and then – just frustrating her so much on the other end of the ball. Even though she's smaller than T, I think that she's going to be a thorn in her side. Oh, yeah, no, she's definitely going to aggravate everybody. Um, But, you know, AT, as you know, is not one of my favorite players, but without AT this season taking over that one spot, Connecticut would not be in the position they are. Like, she, honestly, truth be told, if she just scored more points, she probably would have been more in conversations but that's just me. I personally would put her higher on my list of other players, but I'm not going to get into that. And I don't even like AT like that, but she really has been like the reason Connecticut is honestly where they are both on both sides of the floor because she has done so much. Not me praising AT in the public space. Lord, See, I, I love this. She's my favorite player in the league, so I love hearing this. I know. So, like, that she's definitely going to do a lot for them. And so – and again, it's that championship mindset. And Dallas doesn't have anybody to really drill that and kind of lead their players in that championship mindset. So I, I'm just really, I'm just going to hope for the best. I really am because like Dallas can do it. We all know Dallas can make something shake, but is are they, are they going to show up? I just need them to win at least one game. If you can win one, I'll be happy. But it's just really going to be a crapshoot with what they put on that floor. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I think, and then if I'm going completely 
subjectively, and what I want to see most from Dallas is just give me more walk career. Every time I watch the Dallas Wings, I'm looking out for a walk career. She is my favorite wing. She has been like I, I love Sato. I said that she's one of my favorite players in the league, but a walk is just so fascinating. She had a block last week. That was just and I feel like she does this every once in a while, where it's just absolutely ridiculous. So I'm kind of excited to get a chance to see her. Hopefully, I don't I don't know how much run she'll get in the in those series. So, um, so I guess prediction time. What do you what do you think is going to happen? It's, it's a best of three series. Uh, the structure is weird. I think the first two. I think it's like games one and two are in Connecticut, and then mm-hmm. if there's a third game, it's in Dallas, which is the weirdest way to host a series like that. Having the the lower seeded team get the deciding game should have happened, but. What is your prediction for the series? Um, as much as I want to say Dallas can win 2-1, I really think Connecticut is going to take it to that. Um, I think Connecticut is going to take it 2-1. Oh, I can't talk today. Like, I do think they're going to have to end up in Dallas because I feel like both of these teams, if it's clicking, it's great, but they both have a habit of starting off really slow and never figuring it out. So... I do think Dallas can take it to game three, but they're probably going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's kind of how I feel too. I, I I would not be surprised if Dallas stole a game, which is like I said, that's what makes it so weird. It's like if Dallas feels like a game in Connecticut, then going to Dallas to try to close them out is, I don't like, I don't, I don't know that that's easy, but I I think Connecticut will win. I think Connecticut is, is, I don't like, so I'm kind of happy where they stand or, and like, if I'm Dallas, I'm, I'm happy in the same vein, right? Like I think that being the three right now is actually pretty com- three in the three, six matchup is very comfortable mm-hmm. because if Chicago's at one, I don't care if they end up stumbling into the, into the, into the postseason. they're the team I want to avoid at all costs. Right. So if I'm, if I'm in this in where we're at right now and I can face like a Vegas in the second round or Vegas gets upset, uh, I, I like that road for either of these teams. I think that there's a path to, the finals for either of these teams. And I would not have said that about Dallas a month ago. And I don't know if I would have said it about my team a month ago either. They were in a weird place, but I like kind of where both teams are at right now. So I think it's going to be a fun series. Knowing our luck, now that we've done this and, and, and kind of previewed it, it won't happen. They'll, they'll find a way to screw up the seedings. But um, anything else you're looking forward to, not even necessarily with this series, but while I have you on, what, what are you looking forward to most with W playoffs coming up? Um, a, I like mess. So um, there's usually me. I like the mess. The wing, the wings have been getting a little spicy in their past couple of games, and that's my type of mess. So I'm looking forward to that because, if anything, the wings have sucked the past two games, but I just have I have a glimmer of hope that they're going to, like, right the ship now that they know they're in playoff series and it's time for the playoffs because I feel like when a week, a went out, they had a sense of urgency because there was some adversity they had to face. And now that they've made it over that hump, they kind of relax a little bit. They're probably a little bit tired, but I think once they go back to Connecticut, I feel like they can make it shake simply because they typically have been playing better in away games than they have at home. Like this recent streak of home games that they've done well in was kind of new for them at the end of the season. So just kind of seeing what energy everybody brings, um, with the Mercury, if Skylar Diggins-Smith comes back for the playoffs, hope she's doing well. But a lot of teams have kind of, they won without their usual pieces. So it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting to see how they're going to move forward once the playoffs hit. Because as we all know, playoffs brings a different breed, a different mindset. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the most. I'm also hoping that the Liberty don't make the playoffs, but that's mm-hmm. just me. Um 
yeah, I just really hope they don't make the playoffs because they, I just, I can't, I can't deal with it. I don't need it in my spirit. I'm also low-key mad at them for when they beat the Wings and Maureen and Sammy were not their players of the game because they were the reason they won that game. Mm-hmm. So until they do right by them, I'll be praying on their downfall. Yeah, I'm so torn, right? Because Maureen is one of my favorite players in, in, in the league to watch. Just some of, I, I'm a sucker for like crazy passing. So, and I, I love I love Steph as well. So that, like, there's enough that I like about the Liberty, but I also don't know that I necessarily want them to make it either. So I guess I'll get you out on there because I'll make you one more prediction. Um, who are the two teams that end up with the final slots? We we, we have what five te- four teams com- competing for the last two spots in the playoffs. I, I can give you the matchups while you're thinking if you would like, since there are games tomorrow to decide that so yeah tomorrow the dream plays new york which is obviously uh, like i like that they're playing against each other and uh chicago plays phoenix and dallas plays la which does not matter wait oh and connecticut plays minnesota so yeah uh what uh, how do you think that's going to shake out i think that the Based off the matchups that they have and who needs to win, I feel like the Dream are going to make it, and I feel like the Mercury are going to make it. Those are my two teams that I feel like would make the playoffs because the Liberty just beat the Dream, but they have to beat them again. And everyone knows it's hard to beat the same person twice. And Atlanta has that defense that really bothers Sabrina. And so it's Mm going to depend on if the other players will step up because you saw that against the Wings just last week that the Wings won that first game and they bothered Sabrina, but the other players didn't step up. And then on the next game, she was still bothered, but those players stepped up, which is why they should have got players of the game, but I can't go there. The Mercury, um, they're figuring it out. I don't trust the Lynx to beat their opponent. So I'm going to go with the Mercury and the Dream on this one. That's so funny because we're the exact opposite. I think I think my team's going to come out tomorrow and whether it be a big night from Sill because of one last game or because they're kind of like coasting going into the playoffs. I think I think the Lynx are going to beat the Sun tomorrow. Just maybe the, maybe because I'm the feedest and I think that when we have a chance to maybe move up in the standings, we'll just sit there and uh, kind of no show on the final day of the season. And uh, I'm, I just believe more in the, I, I, I've I like what the Dream have done this year. I just believe more in the Liberty. Liberty. I said it a couple weeks ago whenever uh, Chris and Bailey tried to talk me into the dream where the team, this was before Dallas went on the run, where the dream were like the six through eight seed that could really put a scare into somebody. And I just started laughing. Ooh, uh, not laughing. Oh, I just like, I like, I think they're fine. I think, I think Brian's awesome. I think that they have something building. They're just atrocious on offense. Just really, really, really bad. Yeah. I just, the sets aren't there on offense. It's it's not really clicking for them on offense as far as like what they're running. But if the ball goes in, the ball goes in. But like with, with Hayes out and AD out and there's just a point of no return whenever it comes to health. And man, if, if, if there's any sort of like, not, I'm not going to play the conspiracies, but if the league can find a way to get Sabrina in, I'm sure they'll be happy to do that. So. And praying on their downfall. So I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> I'm just going to, because Alicia was about to get that. But I'm, I'm going with the Dream on this one, and I'm going with the Mercury, simply because the Mercury have really been figuring it out 
yeah, I don't know how they're doing it, even without even without DT and without Sky. It, it, it's crazy that they keep putting things together. Yeah, like people who run the one when people get injured, it's like, oh, this is going a lot better than we all expected. Like it's with AT Penny season. Yeah, with AT is going a lot better. With Diamond is like she got double digit assists like just recently. It's a lot better than I think people expected. Um, and Phoenix has enough fight in them and the players on the court that I think it'll go well. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna go with the Mercury in the Dream, and that's just you know I'm a writer on the wall. Well, as as much as you prey on the downfall of some people, uh, here at this podcast we love to prey on the downfall of uh, Farmstrong. So I will be rooting against uh, against the Phoenix Mercury, but I appreciate you. Well, anyway, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, get your plugs in before we get on out of here. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Kadeem Dirt. This K A D. E-E-M-D-E-R-P. It'll say Asia for 2022 MVP because that's T. So you can find me there. Um, nine times out of ten, if you want to argue, make sure you get your facts right. And I'm a nice person of, overall, so you can come follow me. I bring joy to the timeline sometimes. You truly do. Well, that will do it for this week. Uh, please like, rate, subscribe, review, all that good stuff wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Hoops OP. Uh, please follow us at Outlet Pass BB for all of our coverage of the MNBA and WNBA. Uh, definitely look forward to uh, me and Kadeem having a little bit of banter as this series goes on because that's part of the fun, right? Uh, and we will catch you next week on Rebel Edition.